Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. Today we got a Q&A. This is going out about five days later, but it's a big 3-2 today, yeah. people. The goat turns 32. I feel 25, but I am 32. You know what I'm jealous of? I'm not actually jealous. Actually, you know what? Actually, I said this to Shannon the other day. I was like, jealousy is actually okay if you don't wish negatively on the person. Like, okay. I can be jealous of you as long as I'm happy for you too. But if I'm not happy for you, it's envy. and mm. that's, I think that's bad. But, and this is a weird observation because I've known you for quite a few of your birthdays. A lot of people call you the goat mm, on your good. birthday. I don't remember anybody else in that entire group. Sheep. Very much better. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard, I don't think any of the other guys get called the goat on their birthday. Do you ever think about that? I don't know. I mean, that's a pretty special emoji to get sent. I guess, yeah. You know, greatest of all time. Yeah. That's pretty dope. That is cool. I appreciate I, it. I, I wrote it on my story and then I like literally thought about that and I was like, damn, that's kind of crazy. That's cool. I didn't get one goat. On my birthday, I sent Shannon uh, a fucking. Did I show you that the goat chain? No, <laughs> I told her a chain. <laughs> yeah, because she was like, uh, she said something about me celebrating a certain uh, milestone in the business or something at a certain point. Like you should get like, like a, a real diamond, like watch with like real diamonds in it or something like actually like really really nice jewelry, you know. And so I, I was like, oh, maybe for Christmas, since we had some milestones and stuff. And I sent her this, like, fucking chain. And it was, like, it's like $13,000. But you wouldn't know until you clicked it. But it was, like, a, it was like a little chain kind of like I wear. But it had a medallion on the end full of diamonds. And it was a goat <laughs> on the medallion. And she thought I was serious. She was literally, like, we're not. That's way above our budget. <laughs> I'm just like, babe, I don't want a fucking goat chain. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. That's funny. But that would, that would suit you. No, I'll get you I a fake not, one. No, I don't want to go chase. <laughs> All right, let's... Uh, what are you doing this weekend? I don't know. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Neither do I. Josephine is surprising me. She's picking me up from work. She's bringing me to work, mm-hmm. dropping me off, and then picking me up in the truck and then driving somewhere. Is it? She's, did she specifically say the truck? Is that an important she, element of this? Well, we just paid a fuck ton of money to get their brakes uh, replaced because they've been oh. like they're due and she's like we're going far so we probably <laughs> new, should <laughs> new brakes yeah damn yeah she, i mean she's smart enough to ask me about like what we got going on here what the schedule is and everything but yeah. not tell me anything more than that yeah she's, <laughs> she's gonna force me to use a day pto but she's like as long as we can go out the afternoon then she said she was like i want to check with you is like there anything important going on i was like yep i mean Literally the only Friday there's ever something like super. Yeah. Because usually Friday's like get editing done and I'm getting calls done and shit. Yeah. And like it's like literally the one weekend Hallie's flying yeah. out to be here. That's cool. But, um, yeah, that'll be dope, man. I'm excited yeah. to see what you guys do. Ditto. She's probably got something good up her sleeve because you're hard to. Yeah. That's why she did it. She's like, man, you're always doing that stuff. You're the hardest person to give gifts for. Really? Like, I think, I mean. In two ways. One, no, because you're always happy. So, like, I know, like, you're never going to be mad at a gift, you know? Like, but you're also the most creative gift giver that no matter what anybody ever gets you, they always feel like it's subpar to what you would have got them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll sometimes see. you do stuff and I'm like, bro, I didn't even realize I needed this or yeah. wanted that or, yeah. like, how meaningful that is to yeah. me. It's crazy. I love it. I love getting creative gifts. Does it, it, does it, like, serious question, does it just come to you or is this something you, like, think, you think about for a long time? Oh, yeah. You think I, about it. I I bought Josephine's birthday gift a couple weeks ago. It's 
Seven months away. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm just going to put it in storage. But yeah. So when the idea comes to you, you're like, oh, absolutely. Oh, that's smart. Do you want me to tell you? Because she doesn't listen to this podcast. I, it's a book that is. Are you sure she doesn't listen ever? I don't know. Maybe she does. Yeah, maybe not. Oh, damn. You didn't mean to say a book. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I'll tell you <laughs> off air. It's pretty crazy. All right, cool. Let's get into questions. Um, we got the first one here coming from. These questions have been just piling up. And we fixed an issue with the uh, submission form, but so all these are anonymous, but they are now required to say at least your first name. Yeah, or a nickname if you or if you don't want something. It, yeah, you can put unknown in there. You can if put you want. don't want this said, but it has to be yeah. something. You can, I put, put it, you can put goat. Yeah, you could put something funny. You could I'll put think it's from me, Jerry Seinfeld, something. Okay, cool. So the first one comes from Anonymous. It says, you guys have done wonders for me after being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, especially Brandon. Can't thank you enough for helping me make weight for my bare knuckle debut. Ah, it's uh, Cody. Cody. A person at my gym asked me questions. I wanted to know what your thoughts were. She has Graves disease and takes thyroid meds, but currently keeps calories around 1200. Would you suggest a refeed or slowly creeping calories up so she can get by with more calories? That makes a lot more sense. There was a page break. <laughs> Is a 32 year old reads like a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, first and foremost, shout out to Cody for being a bare knuckle fighting champion. Um, you literally can't, you can't not be a complete badass and do that. Honestly, yeah. like you, there's no way I'm stepping into a ring without gloves and fighting somebody. Most people aren't. That's crazy. Yeah, that is wild. It's super dope. But, um, I mean, I, I guess if you just like, I mean, no, even if I was a great fighter, I still wouldn't want to get there. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I respect the shit out of it, though. Um, it's dope. And it's it's crazy how many, in the last six months, how many Cody's I've met. Yeah. It's very weird, man. Like, Dude. So Cody Land hires us, and then I work with Cody Smith, who I bring on to be a business partner of mine in the mentorship group that we run, who we bring on a client named Cody. So there's three of us in that group named Cody. Then we fly out to Arizona, and Cody from First Form fucking shows up. Um, I'm hooking up uh, my dad, hopefully he wants to get a tattoo, with uh, Tony's tattooer. Yeah. Find out his name's Cody. Like, oh. it's very weird, man. But, um, yeah, I'm still yet to meet anybody above the age of 40 that's named Cody, unless Cody Land is over 40. I don't think he is, but um, I think after 40, Cody is no longer an acceptable name. Yeah. It's, it's strictly for kids um, and young adults, um, or I guess middle-aged adults, too. Anyway. Um, okay, so number one, I would highly recommend uh, linking up with a doctor, hormonal specialist, endocrinologist, something like that in any of these kind of scenarios if you can. We're lucky enough to where we have a couple people on staff who um, – like Haley's almost done. She's basically a dietitian at this point. Brandon does specialize in hormones and gut health um, through numerous certifications and, and courses and stuff like that he's done. But then also we have a PhD researcher on staff who can help us interpret stuff like that. So it does help a lot. I am not the hormone expert, which is why I do lean on people on my team. Um, and I even consult some people in the industry I know um, on this kind of stuff at times. But I always recommend doing that because if you're going to be a nutrition coach taking on something uh, – that is very serious like this. I mean, having your thyroid removed is definitely going to have a pretty big impact on your hormones. Thyroid is like the control center for your hormones. Um, and it's very rare to have that. So do your research. Find an expert that you can consult with, ideally, before leading them through this. I have worked with a couple people who have had this in my career. I don't have any clients right now that have it. But I have worked with people in my career that have had it. And uh, it 
the few people I have worked with, a couple of them, it was pretty bad. One of them, it didn't do a ton. It also, I think, has a lot to do with your genetics as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one client was a pretty, pretty strong and fit athlete and was genetically pretty lean, didn't really have troubles to keep off weight. So when she had the thyroid move, it wasn't like something as traumatic as, as a couple other clients struggled with their weight and then they had that issue. Now it's like just adding, you know, gas on top of the fire. Totally. Um, but you know, his question specifically was, should I reverse or should I die break? Is that what it was? Or refeed. Yeah. Um, would you suggest a refeed or slowly creeping calories up so she can get by with more calories? Um, a refeed serves only one purpose, and that's to psychologically relieve stress during a diet and or replenish glycogen for performance. So all the research shows with refeeds, especially like refeeds are going to be most beneficial when they're at least two days in a row. But even diet breaks up to seven days long have really only shown that it relieves psychological stress from the diet, and we will see glycogen replenishment. So they see better recovery and uh, better muscular endurance not muscular strength. So it's not necessarily that you're going to hit new PRs in the gym, but if you can squeeze out a couple more reps on your four sets of eight, you do four sets of 10, that's more volume. That's probably going to lead to more growth. So to me, diet breaks help with stress for long-term adherence and they help with muscle glycogen replenishment for just squeezing out some more volume, having better training sessions, recovering better, especially because anecdotally speaking and using just like theoretical science, carbs lead to cortisol being reduced. We know that. They don't, I don't know why, but there's no studies that I'm aware of. And I've asked a couple of the people we've had on the podcast who have done diet break research this. They don't really track cortisol during those. I don't know why, mm. because that's one of the, the reasons I use refeeds and diet breaks, right? And I know that psychological stress being lower kind of insinuates that cortisol might be lower too. But we also know that there's some physiological repercussions or hormonal um side effects from cortisol being elevated, which is the stress hormone. And then a cascade of other things can happen. So why wouldn't we want to record that? You know, I would want to see, okay, when they did the diet break, I understand it's just a psychological benefit, but did cortisol drop? Because if it did, then we can hypothesize some other stuff going on, mm-hmm. um, at least for the long term. you know? Um, so that being said, if you're trying to creep somebody's calories up slowly to get them at a new intake, diet break refeeds aren't going to do shit. It's just going to temporarily do that for you. So I would creep the calories up slow. I mean, this is a situation where a reverse diet is the only option. You don't have like, it's not like a refeed or a reverse diet. Mm. It's a reverse diet. And what you could do maybe is go, I'm going to give her a diet break now to A, test the waters. How does she do with more calories? Because sometimes it's nice to increase calories and to see what their body does. Like how do they respond to this before you set foot into a 12-week journey of reverse dieting? Hey, let's give her one diet break and see how she does over the next week, you know, before I increase into the reverse. Because if I increase her carbs by 50 grams for a diet break and she doesn't gain any weight, well, shit, I feel comfortable reverse dieting up to 50 grams of carbs a day, you know, versus if I do that and she gains three pounds, I'm like, okay, well, maybe we're going to start with 15 grams, you know. Um, Or if you just know the psychological side is going to affect her ability to adhere to a reverse diet, which is really common. If that's the case, you might want to give her a diet break to reduce the psychological stress she has from the current diet before jumping into the actual reverse diet itself. Totally. So, and nonetheless, reverse diet's the answer for sure, yeah. but you may be able to throw in a diet break too. So, Dope. All right, let's move on to the next one. Um, it says, fell on ice on my tailbone and there's some pain. I can still walk, but feel it when deadlifting and squatting. Haven't 
attempted super heavyweight, but not sure I want to confirm it. Bro, hold on. I got something in mind. I'm not going to let it go, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask you to repeat this question anyway. I have a great fucking idea, and I'm going to say it on the podcast so this maybe can happen, and we should actually consider this. You remember the book Ask Gary Vee? Yeah. Why not make an Ask Boom Boom book Yeah. for nutrition? You know how many fucking Q&As we've done? Yeah. Holy shit. That's what he did. Yeah. He filmed a bunch of Ask Gary Vee video, YouTube videos. Yeah. And he just transcribed it into a book. And I'm sure an editor, he paid an editor to come in to make sure that, you know, when I say gonna, yeah. they write going to. They yeah. change it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that would be a great book. Yeah. I mean, you could create a fat book of just... Q&As. And then we have like half training, half nutrition. And then it's like diet breaks. And it's all the questions on diet breaks, refeeds, cheat meals, all that kind of stuff. And then it's carb cycling, all the questions on that. And then it's macros. So like the first question, then you answering it. And yeah. then the second question. Have you, have you looked at his book, how it's laid out? Not particularly. I mean, it's lit. Not the Ask Gary Vee. Imagine like opening a book. It's and right behind read. you, isn't it? No, that, that oh. one's uh, crushing it. Okay. It's a good book too. Okay. Yeah, no, I have a... Uh, I think it's in my office or it's at my home office. But like you open it on the page, it'll literally say like Q colon. Hey, Gary, what do you think about marketing with mm. blank on Snapchat or whatever? And then it goes answer and it's just and the rest of the page is his writing. Sick. That would be. All right. I'll write it down. That'd be dope. Yeah. I mean, we did have, definitely have to hire an editor to go in. We're not doing that it's, shit. It's big picture. Yeah. That'd be sick. That would be sick. Yeah. All right. All right. So. Next question comes, it says, fell on ice on my tailbone and there's some pain. I can still walk, but I feel it when I'm deadlifting and squatting. I haven't attempted any super heavy weight, but I'm not sure I want to. Do you have any alternate exercise or movement pattern recommendations to maintain my strength and muscle while I recover from this injury? Okay, so a few things to say here. Number one, the severity of the injury is a big thing to consider here, right? Um, I, okay. Like there's, you can fall and bruise like your hip. You can fall and bruise your tailbone, which is worse. And then you can fucking break your coccyx like straight up, which is the, do you know what the coccyx is? Not necessarily. It is the very tip of your tailbone. Okay. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it's so deep down there that you can't even like, you can't feel it on the outside. You know what I mean? Um, but I want to say it was Liz Feller who we went to high school with who fell snowboarding broke her coccyx and had to have like a hip cast and shit. It's like a fucked up injury. I mean, you can't even wow. walk, dude. You're wearing like a huge hard diaper basically because yeah. it's like a cast to hold you in place. Oh. And um, I've, I've bruised the shit out of my tailbone, but I didn't break my coccyx. And even that, I, it was like hard to walk for days, man. I bruised it on a, like a 20 foot, which isn't anything crazy, but like 20 foot box on it's Snoqualmie yeah. way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just slipped out. I, th- I feel like it was 20 foot long. Those boxes are so much longer than skateboard boxes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but uh, I was doing, I think I was just doing a lift side, but I just slipped out right at the very end in the corner, just right on my tailbone, dude. Hurts so bad. My whole lower back was just purple. Yeah. Um, but, hey, and then I just go sit in the ice, yeah. <laughs> sitting there. Uh, but that, I remember doing that and like, at the time I played soccer, I wasn't lifting weights, but I couldn't, I didn't go to soccer for like a few weeks probably because I couldn't sprint at all. Couldn't kick. Um, so, the severity matters. The reason I say that is because, like, if there's some people who are just like, 
I mean, even like I think of like my, my brother in law. He like sli- sliced open his hand and he fucking just put super glue and duct tape on it, you know. And he's like in here doing overhead press, and then he's holding his hand. I'm like, what would you do? And he's like, shows me, and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? That's <laughs> disgusting. First of all, second of all, why are you doing overhead press? Yeah, I can give you an alternate. Yeah, no, I'll be good. But you should see a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um. So if you're a hard ass that uh, is is not going to get checked you might want to get checked it just you know it depends on the severity but that can be a real serious one so i wouldn't want to recommend anything that makes it worse so take what i say with a grain of salt and go see a professional if it's pretty severe um now most likely what you're going to want to do is basically avoid anything with too much hip flexion or extension so you you're going to kind of live in the the partial end range right so like think of uh if you were to do a box squat without the box, right, instead of a full squat, because if you go to full squat, you're going below parallel, you might have some of that butt wink we talked about the other day, and now you're getting your hip into flexion, so the more I'm bending my hip, essentially, flexion is flexing the hip, yep. you're going to be creating more movement in that joint, it's probably going to hurt, Um same thing with like an RDL. If you get to the top or like a reverse hyper, right? Even better. Like if you hyperextend, same thing. You're going to feel that, right? So, um, and with a split squat, you're both in hip extension and flexion. One leg's in flexion, one leg's in hip extension. So if you were to go all the way to the top, you're going into more extension. That's probably going to hurt all the way to the bottom. More flexion is going to hurt. So you're going to stay in that partial range. Nothing is going to be nearly as effective because you're not finishing either end. You're not getting the full stretch and you're not getting full contraction. You're kind of just creating blood flow totally. and staying in that middle range. Uh, but if that's all you can do, that's all you can do. You're bringing blood flow into the, into the muscle groups. You're, you're getting hydration and blood flow into the joint to reduce inflammation and, and keep your body moving. Um, and that's all I'd recommend. I mean, you might want to avoid any heavy pressing that would have you laying on a bench because it's probably going to hurt to do that. Um, anytime, I, I think this is where like a lot of people, if you have a serious injury, the best thing you can do is to just not overthink it and do like the bare minimum. I've stay I've, active. Yeah, I've purposely <clears throat> not trained for a full week at a time, and nothing bad happened. I came yeah. back to the gym, and I was still lean, and I was still strong. Like it was not a big deal. Um, and sometimes you need that. So even if it is two weeks, like you'll be fine. Like go into the gym. I, I even think when I had knee surgery, I still trained throughout the whole thing. But all I did is I'd go and do a bunch of band pull parts, some curls, and then I'd leave. Yeah. If I felt like doing a little more, I would. If I could move around it, I would. But Nothing bad happened. Totally. You know? My my left leg definitely shrank. I lost muscle, but that's also eight weeks of not training it. Yeah. Um, and then even after the eighth week, it was like uh, that blood flow restriction, body weight, or like uh, not even body weight. I think he had an ankle weight on my yeah. ankle doing blood flow restriction, leg extensions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing crazy. Um, so you're going to be fine. I think people overthink not training for a little bit, and that's probably the best bet. Totally. You know? Yeah. I think that's good. All right, cool. We got the uh, another one here. It comes from Fabine Mitty. Says I did. I did the TCM app f- female physique, and we'll finish. Oh, she did female physique one, and we'll finish two on February twelfth. What program do you suggest I do after? I have about twenty five pounds to lose. Thank you for your feedback. Good timing. She must have asked this like a month before she actually finished the program, which is smart. So if you're listening to your app and you want to get like feedback like this, 100% ask that far in advance. Also know for any app user or potential app user, you can literally message us in the app on your phone any day. 
and one of us, myself or Brian, it's always going to say me because we can only have one account messaging you, but you're, <laughs> you're going to see me message you back. Um, in worst case, it's Brian as me, but either way, we're going to give you the same advice, you know, uh, and it's going to be feedback on whatever you want. So uh, Brian helps me with a lot on the back end. So he's just as knowledgeable and capable of answering any of these questions. But if you want immediate feedback, like just, just shoot us a DM. And that's one of the like cool things about the app now and that we're really like focused on improving is, is the response time. So we've been way better about it and we did that on purpose. So part of what you're paying for when you get access to the app is not just the programs. It's also access to the coaching. For sure. Um, okay. So the program I would probably suggest is, is honestly dependent on, and this is why the messages help because I can ask questions. Um, it's dependent on your goal. You know what I mean? Obviously I would assume your goal is, is body composition changes because you've been in the female physique program. And she has, she says she has 25 pounds to lose. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so if your main goal is fat loss, I would probably change things up a little bit. If you've been doing female physique and you've gone through both phases, that means you've been doing it for almost six months. Um, cause phase one is 12 weeks. Phase two is 12 weeks. I believe, um, they're at least eight weeks, which means still, you're still 16 weeks in. Right. So, um, I would probably take a pretty dramatic change of pace not that you have to you could technically rerun both those programs be fine but i i would go into something that's more strength based yeah so when you do that you're you're essentially just instead of being in a high volume low intensity program now you're going into a high intensity low volume program and that's really to me it's not you know shocking the system or shocking the body that's like a really misused term and it's a very unscientific term but in a way, it is kind of how it is, right? And if you do the same thing for long enough, you do see this novelty stimulus, almost like you're a newbie in the gym again, right? Yeah. You change things up dramatically and you get this this huge jump in results because you're doing something you haven't done in a long time or ever. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend it. I think uh, something like pure strength and conditioning would be great. Bulletproof bodybuilding would be great because that's like a middle ground. So, um, or... If you have a good amount of experience in the gym, performance bodybuilding would be another good middle ground. Bulletproof bodybuilding and, and performance bodybuilding are very similar. Um, bulletproof bodybuilding is closer to the body composition side. It just uses a lot of movements and uh, you could call them intensifications, but like intraset stretching, pauses, tempos, things like that, because we're so focused on joint health and movement quality throughout bulletproof bodybuilding. That's why it's called that. It's because you should build your physique and at the end of it, your joints feel better, not worse. Um, And a lot of training bangs up your joints. So that's a big emphasis there. Whereas performance bodybuilding is bodybuilding with aspects of powerlifting, uh, power training. So like explosive work, stuff like that, conditioning. Um, So it depends. If you really, really enjoy the like physique bodybuilding style training, I would go into bulletproof bodybuilding and you can do a four or a five day. Female physique is five day. So you could have the same kind of routine in the gym every week. Um, or you can go to performance bodybuilding, which is also five days a week and it's similar setup. Um, female physique is lower, upper legs, push, pull performance. Bodybuilding is upper, lower push, pull legs. And the reason for that is because when you do the, the, uh, female physique way, the lower upper legs, push, pull, you can put glutes on the pull day and now you hit your glutes three times a week. So that's the reason for that. But normally it would be upper, lower push, pull legs. Um, so those are both really good options, to be honest with you. I mean, it kind of it just depends on what you're after. Obviously, fat loss is the goal. If you have um, achy joints, if you've never been an athlete before, if you are more focused on body composition, I would go bulletproof bodybuilding. If you were an athlete and you don't have any joint issues or anything like that and you want to kind of get after it from a performance perspective, go with performance bodybuilding. Damn, that's good. 
wild how you have those very particular reasons why it's set up that way. Yeah. Well, and that's what's like cool. It's it's cool and it's what's hard about the app because it's cool because every program really does have a specific a rhyme purpose. And reason. Yeah, it's all very very specific, um, which is also why it's hard because I'm not just creating new programs and it's like the same fucking thing with a new name. And you know what I mean? Because that would be stupid. But, and this is why some programs have two phases. Some have one because some programs need two phases. Some of them don't like bulletproof bodybuilding. I was going to do two phases, but I don't think I'm going to, because there's so much variation in the program. The smartest thing to do would be to go right back to the beginning of phase one and just repeat it because you're rotating certain sets and rep schemes every single week and you're rotating exercise selections every few weeks. So there's so much variation. It's like, there's just, no point. Just repeat it with different weights. Yeah. And that's one where it's like at the end of it, you should have a, a new layer of muscle tissue and your joint should feel amazing. Now you should go into something like everyday athlete, which will release soon. And the purpose behind everyday athlete is really simple. It's for the people who used to be athletes and are no longer athletes or the people who want to look and feel like an athlete, but they don't compete in anything, right? Like that's me. Mm. They're like, people ask like, why are you trained? Uh, outside of like my business and I better train or else why would people trust me? <laughs> I don't know. I just want to be a fucking savage. <laughs> That's literally my answer, but I don't, I'm not getting on stage ever again. I'm not going to compete in a CrossFit competition. I don't play recreational sports. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll all make a, like a softball league when we're 40 and drink some beer on the weekends and play ball. And then my, maybe my goals change. I don't really golf. Like there's nothing. I just like to train, but I like to train like an athlete. So it's cool because everyday athlete, and this is, I'm excited for this one to drop. I'm having fun with it already, but it's, it's similar to bulletproof bodybuilding, a lot of variation. Um, but there's a lot more safe, low injury risk, athletic based movements. Yeah. So if you think of like NFL teams or even high school weight rooms, you're probably doing like barbell cleans and squats like that. Very high injury risk exercises. Yeah. Super, super heavy loads moving explosively and they're high technique based CrossFit. Same a lot thing. of ego. A lot of ego. Um, and for high school, I, I actually, the high school weight room coach at our high school reached out to me and I like helped him create a new plan. So I was like, they don't need to be doing that shit at all. Give them a dumbbell, do a dumbbell snatch, which yeah. is what we do in this program, right? Because yeah. I can take a dumbbell and I can fucking throw that thing over my head, hit the same muscle groups as a barbell snatch or clean with half the load and half the injury risk and half the technique yeah. required, right? Or skill. So now I can, I can train the same muscle fibers, motor units, and, and skills of training in a way without potentially hurting myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but that's what's really cool about the everyday athlete. We're doing certain things, even like the sprint, right? The sprint is 20 yards. So whether you have a turf or you're on a treadmill, it's a very short period of time. You rarely ever just do people tear their hamstring doing a 20 yard sprint. They do it in a hundred yard sprint. Yep. I've, I've had growing and hamstring injuries and it was when I was doing hundred yard sprints on SLMS football field. Yeah. But it's because when you get past the 50 yard line and you're still cooking at hundred percent effort, that's when shit happens. Yeah. And that's when it's hard to keep your technique. I mean, it's good. possible, but it's 100%. a lot more rare. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly why, like if you guys watch my Instagram video of me doing it, you see me like jog for five seconds and over that jog, I'm accumulating speed. Yeah. Then I max out for 10 seconds and then I slow down for 10. Yeah. Right. So a 25 second sprint is really like seven to 10 seconds of sprinting. Totally. Um, but again, it's taking all these athlete based power, strength, development and hypertrophy principles and then making it very safe. Totally. Right. And it targets 
a lot of posterior chain. If you ever look at any athlete, huge glutes, huge hamstrings, huge traps. They all do, like, because their shoulders are healthy, their hips are healthy, and they're explosive, right? So they have big-ass traps behind their shirts for the guys usually, and then the guys and the gals always have huge glutes, huge hamstrings. So we train a lot of that in this program. That would be a good program to go into after bulletproof bodybuilding. But again, they all serve their purpose. And the cool thing is, at a certain point, and this is what I had a meeting with the developers about yesterday, is trying to figure out this, like, adventure mode mm-hmm. for the app, where it's like, okay, what's... not the right program for the right person yeah Yeah. but but also what's the next program so Mm. think about it like this like as we started having the conversation i started thinking about this it's like okay somebody comes in and they're they're new to weightlifting and they're a male who wants to lift four days a week and get stronger and build muscle cool you're starting out with foundations because you're a beginner but because that's your goal after that you're going into power building to build your base instead of going into phase two of power building because strength is your goal you're going to shift gears into strength and conditioning after that you're going to increase volume and go to bulletproof bodybuilding because now we can relieve your joints a little bit then you're going to swing over to everyday athlete because we're going to use explosiveness like now we can literally have a journey and it's going to last i mean that would be two years of training there's enough programs in there to last you literally five years of training if you really did all the programs fully it's crazy but that would be like, that's my goal is like, you're going to follow this for two months, then this for three, then this for four. Like, and it just takes you through like the exact training journey, the trainer's journey. Yeah. For less than two bucks a day, just fucking dirt cheap yeah. and be able to take through that. Like that would be cool. So there's, and that's like right now we're trying to do whatever we can to make those small tweaks and changes, which we did just upload. So everybody in the app, you should have access to this now. Um, all the videos of me explaining every single program. So you know exactly what to start with. Um, and you can get overviews of the programs, but um, we're making some of those changes as we speak with the developers. And then I've already kind of put some bugs in their ear for 2023, which yep. I know is way away, but yeah. I'm talking like custom, 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 like just crazy app experience um, for the future. Yep. So it'll keep building. And anybody who's already in the app is obviously going to get first and just kind of access to that when that happens. Cause when we change it, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Beat everybody in the industry. I'm excited. Yeah, it's sick. It's going to so, be awesome. Um, as always, guys, thank you for listening. You can also check out the Taylor Trainer and all that has to offer at tailoredtrainerapp.com. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Um, if you love this podcast, leave us a five-star rating and review on Spotify and or iTunes. Take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your Instagram story, and tag myself at Cody McBroom. Uh, make sure you jump on there and wish Travis a happy birthday, even though it'll be late by the time you hear this. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time.